Rodrigo Torres sporting his um his Pendleton from that movie um with Daniel de la Paz Boulevard Nights. <laughs> yeah, He's wearing man. the Chuco special. This is the, the <laughs> Pendleton that he wore when they were walking around the Alley River sniffing glue. What no idea. sniffing spray can. Spray can. That's pretty much old school right there, man. Imagine that. You're at a party. It's Thanksgiving night. Everyone's eating tamales or they're eating um, whatever Thanksgiving dinner they have. You know, sandwiches if you're Salvadorian or turkey and gravy if you're Mexican-American. And all of a sudden, everybody's, you know, people always leave. You know, that's what happens when you're at a family gathering, right? You know, the drug addicts, they know each other at the family gathering. You know, they're eating they're giving each other signs with their eyebrows. Yeah, we're, we're going to get fucking fucked up in one hour. And usually they go party. Imagine, man, back in the days, people would just leave to the side and go sniff spray can. Dude, uh, you or gasoline or gasoline model sock. Lenny Bruce had that bit about fixing a model, make, making a model plane. Tester's glue. Tester's glue. Hell yeah, getting all high. But I never done that, man. Or whippets. You done whippets? Nah. I've smelled gas when it's getting poured on my father. That kind of smells good, dog. <laughs> one of my sons, one of my son's uncles, I think, when he was like sixteen, him and his um two other friends, they took whippets, dude. What are those, fool? Whippets is that um it's uh you get the little balloon and you fill it up with air air from the camera cleaner air. Oh, okay, or the the, the keyboard cleaner. Yeah. That that shit. Yeah, you put in a little balloon. And then you go, whip it, bro. And then you hold it in, you let go, and it puts you give it like this weird high. So every time you want to hit, you just go. Yes, if, yes. So um, believe me, that people were stealing those in the early nineties. I remember that shit. Yeah, I never hit it because I like, was afraid, dog. It's, it's 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 a it's a white people drug, man. Because <laughs> you know white people don't have access to fucking just walk across the street and buy crack just like they're all in the open and shit. Nerd drug. They don't have you know. They don't have, you know, if you live in the suburbs, there's no like, hey, man, are they still selling acid over there? <laughs> no, man, there's no, you know, they got to, they, you know, man, I got to give, man, those people who, who don't live in a neighborhood credit, man, because, man, it must be a hard to be a drug addict in a neighborhood where there ain't no drugs. <laughs> Seriously, man. How you going to get high? Like, I get high, like, if I want to get do coke in my neighborhood, there was coke everywhere. There was weed everywhere. There was PCP. Heroin was hard to find. But everything else was accessible. I could get it within less than one hour. That's why I don't understand why when like when people get addicted to drugs and they live far from the neighborhood, then they then they gotta drive all the way all fucked up and then be all high and then kill somebody like a, te- a white teenager runs over a little girl in North Hills, California, and they go, "What the fuck? There's a drug epidemic, but there's no drugs in that neighborhood." He went to go buy the drugs in my neighborhood. A lot of those fools like the mission part of it too, though, dog. The mission is good, though. <laughs> it's adventure. That's what Ari Lang, Ari Lang talks about on uh, Howard Stern and, and his, in his book about being a heroin addict and a cocaine addict. Is, it's not so much the high, but that feeling you get before you get it. That you hooked when up. When it's cooking. Like, we, like that drive, like the feeling we had before we went to fucking Cachetada's house in Pasadena. <laughs> Remember we used to buy marijuana from the guy who was still in high school? Yeah, dude, right there off of Royal Parkway in South yeah, Pasadena. Yeah, that was, man, we used to buy, they said it's true, like in my, like in my material. We used to buy ethers from a guy who was still in high school. This is how st- stupid this guy was, okay? <laughs> I forgot about We used to do his homework for a free eighth. Now, we didn't, 
But we saw, remember we saw that two, two hipster girls <laughs> in the garage doing his turn paper? But he had some good kush when no one had none. Yeah, dude, he, he had, had some This fire kid had the, the best, little gangster motherfucker in Pasadena. And um, this guy had, oh my God, he had, he had installed cameras <laughs> outside his garage dude. surveillance to make sure his mom don't be snooping. <laughs> like he had a surveillance camera <clears throat> outside of his garage because him and his brother lived in the, in the back house. In the back house. His brother was like 21 and he was like six, 16 and they were both selling weed. But this guy, it was a, the little brother stash. The other guy, he goes, nah, man, I don't get involved in that. <laughs> also, you just get involved in smoking your brother free weed, <laughs> having sex with the chicks that come over, <laughs> and trying to get free comedy tickets from us. He <laughs> doesn't hit no weed, dog. But every time we would show up, the kid, Luke, his face was red, man. Like his mother beat his ass before we got there. Mad face slaps, dog. Like We would go sometimes to his house, and he wouldn't even open the door, man. Hey, man, I told you guys not to come no more, man. My mom's mad. <laughs> <laughs> what happened, bro, man? One of you guys on the way out stepped on her plants. <laughs> but there was nowhere to get anything, man. It was dry back in. Before dispensaries. Before this, before we knew about dispensaries or Hell nothing yeah. like that. We were buying weed the old-fashioned way. We would give our money to someone we don't know, <laughs> and hopefully he'll come boy. back. There he is. Chi-Town's finest. Chi-Town finest. The natural. The natural, bro. <laughs> the baddest motherfucker on two legs <laughs> What's up fool <laughs> We got our guest here man Back by popular demand <laughs> There's only two people that That we care about And it's Joe Diaz That's right cocksuckers Sorry I couldn't make it last week But I'm making it up for you guys <laughs> And Corey Holcomb Do some Corey Hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> Gag it on these bitches <laughs> Yeah man we got our, our guest here Because it's Rodrigo's birthday right here <laughs> This week. is his favorite comedian of all time <laughs> And my favorite comedian of Hell all yeah, time Hell yeah dog And man When I was <clears throat> up, up, Starting off in comedy man I had the Def Jam The best of Def Jam And it had Corey Holcomb on it Chris Tucker um, some dude that Warren Hutchinson and it had um, Cheryl Underwood and that was like my only Def Jam I ever saw. Yes, I won. That was my VHS tape. Yeah, oh, I gave it to you. You gave it to me. All right, I never gave it back. You never got it back. So <laughs> I would bring chicks over and they, they would tell me, "You're funny." After we had sex, you're funny. And I say, "I ain't that funny, man. You want to see real funny, man? I'm a phony. These guys are fucking phony. These guys are fucking funny, man. <laughs> Putting in work and it was yours, man. Oh man, I'm gonna watch your tape naked, bro, with chicks, <laughs> memorizing your jokes. The and, and then you booked them at Wild Coyotes, and I brought you up saying that. Yeah, freaked cause, you out because we met him at the second party, the Christmas party, right there at the Hollywood. Uh, that no, I met him the first time at at um. I met Corey Holcomb with Gabriel Iglesias no. at Jerry's Dally. Yeah, because I spotted you. Yeah, he was you know, bowling with, there with uh, Mike Robles <laughs> and something. Oh, there, that's that fool right out there. there the Dally. You had just did the Tonight Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was when I first got out here, and I was with the um, Caucasian managers, so they hooked up Caucasian gigs. <laughs> I need some more Caucasian gigs, Robert Hartman. <laughs> yeah, that's so what you were. You were with Robert Hartman. You were like, "Who? Paulo Francisco turned it down. Give it to Corey." <laughs> that's real. That's how I was too. Everybody starts off like that. Yeah, well, you know, I look. For, we, some people did. It, it, it didn't forever, work huh? out management wise with Robert Hartman, but Robert Hartman is the guy who talked me into moving to LA. So I always give him credit for that because ever since I got here, it's been like steps forward, steps forward, steps forward. So you, you got signed with um, with them. 
Not in L.A.? You got to fight with him in Chicago? No, no, no. Uh, he saw me in Los Angeles. What happened, um, it, it's crazy how I got to L.A. Look, man, that's why I tell people, man, you, you never know what show is going to lead to the next show. So, you know what I'm saying? When you get to the point where you start turning down shows, you might be turning down something, you know what I'm saying, that could lead to something that uh, puts you in the position you want to be in. But I did this little um, whack audition in uh, Chicago to be in this Laugh-A-Palooza thing. Then I went to Laugh-A-Palooza. I turned it out because I was in the underground for a while. You know how those guys, we all know comedians that are underground comedians. Nobody knew about these guys really, but they're so funny. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. they've just been... They just been working out in the underground. They're ready. It's just they haven't got that break. Well, I got that break when I did Laugh of Palooza, uh, something that Jamie Foxx put together, because it led to um, these people at Fox Television seeing me, and they wanted me to showcase out on Melrose in L.A. I had never been out here, and that's when I met Robert Hartman. And uh, that's the guy who books all of the improvs. Um, so when he talked me into moving out here, um, I can honestly say it was it was – it was that big break I needed because I didn't know who he was. I don't know. I don't know that fool. You know <laughs> but they said, oh, he was talking to you. I was like, yeah, yeah. But I wanted a reason to move out here anyway to Los Angeles. And the reason I say all to, to all of the people who are not in Los Angeles, that was a time where you needed to be in a place like Los Angeles or New York to get recognition. But now this Internet thing is amazing. It's amazing. You can you can be discovered in. In, in, in the middle of nowhere, because a lot of those guys Nick Cannon has on his show now, Wild and Out, they're just internet sensations. Like tw- people that have mad Twitter followers yeah, and all that Yeah, you shit. know what I mean? You got to get on it. That, that guy, what's his name? Bach. Yeah, King Bach. King Bach. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of, uh, you read about Twitter because, man, I was in Kansas City Improv, and the most people I've had all week was 75, <laughs> right? Because it was my first time there. You know, I feel, I always feel, man, if you guys would have brought me in 2010 when I won last comic standing, we would have not have 75 now. Yeah. You brought me too late, you know, That's and I was going to build another audience. So I go there and I said, um, hey, Philippe, and then I, then um, there's some kid named Twames, Twames, T-W-A-M-Z, who has 1.5 followers. And this guy put on huh? 1.5 million? Yeah, 1.5 million. million followers on Instagram and Twitter. And um, he's like 18 years old. He shows up and does a 10 o'clock show, sells that bitch out in at a, 10 o'clock in the morning. In a bunny suit. Nothing but little white girls. He dresses up in a bunny suit, does 20 minutes of singing, and does an like hour and a half of signatures and sold like $1,500 in merch. Yeah. He said, good night, motherfuckers. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> you know what? If we, Amazing. If, if we're honest as comedians, we're jealous of those guys. <laughs> <laughs> We're jealous. We're like, man, this guy is going to last probably about three, four years in the game. Yeah. And going to make so much money in that little span of time. It's ridiculous because they're they're hot at that moment Hell until yeah. they play out. You know what I mean? So, and I, I admit, I'm jealous when I see them. I'm like, <laughs> hey, look, man, this is hard work right here, dude. <laughs> I know. my ass with that high quarry shit. I know. Like, <laughs> A lot of comedians came out like when that other guy signed, the guy who just does memes. The, 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 the guy, fat Jewish. The fat Jewish. Everybody came out. Man, I've been in this game 15 years. I never got an agent. <laughs> yeah, man, your shit never went viral. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, it's crazy. That internet is amazing. Hell yeah, dog. Help you make money, I tell you that much. Because King Bach, you know, I know. I, I was walking through the mall with King Bach, King Batch, or whatever they call him. I'm not saying I don't know him. I know this guy because he's on that show Black Jesus with me. I was amazed. 
you know, I'm used to walking through the mall. People like, hey, there's Corey. You know what I mean? No, I walked through the mall with this dude. People were like, hey, man, take a picture of me and King back. <laughs> I, 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 I was taking pictures. I was like, I thought I was... I thought I was on that. <laughs> they got, all of the young people know him. All of the young people know him. When you walk through the mall, I'm talking about all races, black, uh, white, Mexican, Chinese. They know him. Hell yeah. He's From, a staple in that shit. <laughs> they know him. It's like, you're like, wow, this guy. I, and I didn't even know. And I was on the show with him. I had to, then I did the research. I was like, oh, now I get it. Oh. He's got more followers than some of these networks out here. Hell <laughs> yeah, dog. You have more followers than Ben Carson, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait a minute, Ben Carson, I heard of that guy. That's that, uh, is that that Pre- uh, Republican uh, presidential candidate? Yeah, man. Brain surgery. <laughs> you need to do go, brain surgery on the right, rest of them go candidates. Go fix some brains, dude. <laughs> what are you doing, man? I know he should walk, walk around the neighborhood, man, fixing brains. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Send me your crazy cousin, I'll fix right. him. Right, he'll never run out of work. <laughs> I know, right? You got all those people who are really like smart, like they could, they could really like fix you, but they're not fixing shit. Hell Just no. complaining, man. We got no funds. <laughs> <laughs> they're about to close my hospital. <laughs> Smartest Obama people, Obamacare, fucked our shit up. Right. Smart gotta, people don't go to the fucking medical game; they go to the stock market game. Dog. Yeah, man. You know what I'm saying? Even though they make sure there's a lot of sick people out there, so they can get their money. The, oh, hell yeah. the pharmaceutical companies, they they make money, boy. That's, Residual pill, man. Because everybody's on pills. I don't know that many people that's not on pills. And then when you say that, people be like, well, I'm not on pills. I'm like, you're on some kind of pill. Blood pressure. Right. Anxiety. The, the pill game is where the money is, man. Diabetes. <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you got to get old man. Whoever's selling them pills. <laughs> I know, man. They don't make that little tube with seven little slots, man, for nothing. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Anybody that got parents over 50, you know they got one. Yeah, well, well, nowadays it's so bad. Once you hit thirty, you go your diabetes medicine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Before been, the midlife crisis, right, you've been twenty years overweight. <laughs> You're thirty. You're now. right. I have a friend that I had a friend that I grew up with. When we used to slang wheat, we just slang dope, you know, in the corner. But then I went to rehab, and then he came. I was, and he was still in the same corner. Twenty six years old, that motherfucker had a heart attack. Damn. Out there in the hood, eating that fried duck every night from that Chinese place. <laughs> That's real. <laughs> and he was a big guy. We're the same age. He just, um, I don't think he ever drank water or went, went on sprints. He just hell ate no. fried duck. Went to sleep full. He went to sleep at four in the morning every night. Was full as hell. And listen, man, most people, especially in urban areas, they don't know that they're killing themselves. Hell no. Even if they see themselves getting big, they don't understand what's happening to your body. Because I know people, just like he said, who are young, but they're, their bodies are like they're like seventy because they've been eating. You say the duck, they eat the, the rib tips, the, the processed the shit. Tips. That's what we call them in Chicago: rib tips, the tips of the rib with the barbecue sauce, and, and, and wash it down with some soda every night, and go to bed watching TV like that every night. <laughs> and then, you, you know what I'm saying? They're on pills, and they don't take the pills because the pills. The pills interfere with your uh, manly functions. So a lot of guys don't like to take the pills if they got a girlfriend or something. You know what I'm saying? So they then drink off after dinner. Right. <laughs> Can't even do that no right. more. Uh, I'm sick, but I, I'd rather have sex than take the pill. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My sugar's so, down, but I got to fuck. Hell yeah, right. dog. Well, I mean, like, diabetes <laughs> runs in my family. That's like, like, like 
People say, man, when your dad died, what did he leave behind? Diabetes for the rest of us? <laughs> Motherfucker, he left behind two kneecaps. Man, look, it's this comedian in New York. I won't say his name, but one day we did a road gig and we were driving. It was like a two hour drive, but we had to stop like five times for him to go to the bathroom. And I was like, I said, do you know you got diabetes? I knew that's what it was. <laughs> he had no idea. I'm Poor like, diagnosed this fool, I'm dog. Like, dude, you're like, how old are you? So he was like, I'm 37. I'm like, nobody. And he wasn't playing. He had to keep using the bathroom. I knew it was diabetes because he's like 300 pounds. I was like, you're a diabetic. Do you know that? He was like, man, what are you doing? Then later on, he called me. He was like, man, you were right. I was like, I know. <laughs> nobody has to piss five times. In less than two hours. That's the old wise man, huh? Right. We really had to pull over. I was like, He's, you got to go again? <laughs> oh, man. Something is wrong, man. It's too much soda, man. Right. That, you know. You know. We find out the hard way about this stuff. That's what I told him. I got sick like that at one time, and the doctor was telling me, he was like, your diet is going to send you to an early grade. So look at me. I'm a big guy. But when I go home, I'm the little guy. They be like, oh, Corey, just because you work out. <laughs> oh, I'm the little guy in the group. Huh? <laughs> it's just they haven't. I don't know. It's like it's a different mentality. I think some people are so depressed. They don't even care no more. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? People are to the curb about that shit. I could see myself not depressed, but like when I went on the road back in the days, man, when I was like just sitting there, man. I go, oh, man, you know what, man? You know what sounds good right now? A big ass red barbecue cake. Yeah. Some Hell Taco yeah. Bell and Godfather's on TV. It's going to be a good night. Yeah. <laughs> but that's real. I'm what he said. with the food and then there's something good on TV. Oh, man. American Greed is on. Two ep- three back-to-back episodes. I'm going to need some hot Cheetos. Right. <laughs> that's my diet. I'm going to need a pie. That, that road is more depressing than anybody can imagine. You don't know what to do. Like you might, you might. All you need is my, probably a hug. But you know what? Fuck! I'm gonna eat the fucking whole cake. Because <laughs> my mom never bought me birthday party, anyways. Does, does the food help you? The food helps me avoid women. Because you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. If you're around the women, you're in danger. You eat the food, you're in danger. There's nothing to do on the road except get your check and try to make it home and go take your diabetes pill. <laughs> <laughs> That's the cold hard truth, though, dog. Motherfuckers think it's all glamorous and shit. Oh, man, you're on the road in the room with some stranger girl. Hi. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. People don't know, man. You're on, you're on stage trying to make people laugh and shit with a fucking burning hemorrhoid on you. <laughs> With heartburn and shit. I've been there, bro. Yeah. Oh, I just shit a tampon for you people. <laughs> yeah, people can't. You know, listen, when you're a smart guy and you're around a strange girl on the road, you already know that this is all phony conversation, right? So when you've been around it long enough and you're older and it's just like my tolerance is zero. I'm like, listen, I want to pay you to do something. <laughs> I don't want to talk. I just want to get it over with so I can close my door and go to bed. I want you to leave when I'm done. Here's an extra 50 bucks. Now beat it. I'm like a this gentleman. is a constant conversation. That's why I'm so glad they got this back page out. Those girls, you don't have to prep them. They know what it is. They come right in, they wash up and leave. That's a beautiful thing. That's how life should go. I know that. That one leg on top of the sink with that pot with a, with a napkin. <laughs> little, little taco cup right there. And it's funny, though, because there'd be some fools out there that want that conversation, huh? It's the worst, man. I don't, I'm no good with talking to strangers, man. I don't know you. I just need you to borrow your body for about 10 minutes. 
That's why I understand what Lamar Odom paid for. Because he, he wanted that luxury of being in a relationship where he, he could just do drugs and nobody tell him shit. <laughs> like he was probably real. doing drugs. And then those ass. two hoes huddle with him, man. You're going to be all right, man. You're going to live. He got so bad with it, he went all the way to Nevada to do it. At least, I, I'm like, why, why do you do that? Listen, back page, I admit, the girls don't look like they look in the picture when they get there. You're normally going to get some desperate girl in college who doesn't have book money. <laughs> Or elderly pill popper. But either way, it's a body. You can use this. You got to make the best of it. (laughs) (laughs) When in Rome. Right. It's like sometimes you open the door, you're like, oh, they said (laughs) you. Come on, let's get this over with. (laughs) Anybody who don't know about Backpage, even if you don't want to mess with the girls, it's exciting just to see who knocks on the door. (laughs) You never know who's coming to the door. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, who's this? Who's they said this? To? Oh, you. Oh, scruffy. <laughs> you were my third option. Right. Listen, I normally want you out of here by 10 minutes, but you're going to have to take a bath first. <laughs> <laughs> they had those, um, those, you can tell, cheap shoes. That's another turnoff for me, but I got to get through it. It's better than talking to a girl at the club who actually thinks you're going to call her when you leave town. <laughs> That's the worst. Those girls, you're going to call me, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm calling you. What do you mean by cheap <laughs> shoes? Like, what kind of shoes? Like, you I know, know, unfor- unfortunately, this is, unfortunately, I know what cheap shoes look like on a woman. Um, so when they come through with the really cheap shoes, it's, it's, it's kind of demoralizing to me. I, like payless? They should have a nice shoe program for women who are out there on the streets hustling their bodies. So you just feel better when the shoes are nice. You know what I mean? Those um, shoes that are turned over to the side and they're new, it's like as soon as you put them on, uh, everything falls apart on them. If you run for the bus, you need a new pair of shoes. Got that wide foot. Right. Oh, that. Oh my God, I hate girls with wide feet too. That wide foot looks awful in those flats. It's like your pinky is going to get hurt walking in those shoes. Unless somebody's, unless you're doing push ups. That's what they should call them push up shoes. Well, those shoes are for push ups. You shouldn't be walking anywhere, though. Yeah, man, you have to one finger push ups. Oh, man. You get a girl who can do that. Oh, that, man. That might be a turnout. That's a, as you get older, man, you get more turnout. When you're young, you don't notice those things, man. But once you hit like that age, I remember when I was I met this girl, and then I started noticing, wait a minute, man, her little toe is pretty much piggybacking the last toe next to it. Yeah. It never hits the, the, the ground. Yeah, it leans. It leans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like a migrant worker working picking right. up picking up uh, oranges with a baby in the back. I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen those. It's nasty, toes. man. Yeah, you, it's you, carnage, dog. Yeah, you tell her. It's people. a little nail, though. You got you got to keep her socks on. That's what I tell her, baby. Like, yeah, I don't man. wear socks. I got socks for you. Yeah, we're at a bowling alley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, feet is a turnout for me uh, now. Is it? Yeah, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a foot guy too. But I, sometimes I cover them up with my hands. Right. That that's a good idea, especially if the toes are bad. You just wash your hands. I don't even wash my hands after the bathroom, but I wash my hands after touching feet. <laughs> Does that make sense? I don't know. Just, Hell yeah. Uh, Rodrigo, like, very picky, though, man, about women. Like, even before, even since young, like, I don't think he was 20. He's picky. Like, 
very picky, man. The ugliest motherfuckers are picky, too. And then he said, Felipe, man, this girl I want to talk to, remember, man, her chest on fucked up thumbs. And thumbs? I didn't want to notice, right? Big ass thumbs. Big ass thumbs, Little right? White thumbs. And that threw me off. I would have never noticed it, but when I saw her, she came over and she had that big ass thumb, like, I'm going to get you, sucker. That means, that means her big toe is big, too. <laughs> Really? <laughs> the fingers are a reflection of the toes. Damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'm telling you. If she got a big thumb, she got the Flintstone feet under them shoes. I'm telling you not. <laughs> so is the middle finger smaller than the rest of the fingers? This would be some fucked up feet, huh? Oh, yeah, man. She, that's that Flintstone stuff. It's, you ready to have an orgasm? She'll say, Barney! <laughs> <laughs> she had that fucked up toe that, that fucking ripped my sheets. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that can happen. <laughs> if they don't file them right, they can rip your sheets and act like they don't know what you're talking about. You know, another thing that people from the hood um, neglect, neglect besides diabetes and, and eating bad, people from the hood, especially myself and back in the days, and even now, ingrown toenails. They let that shit go on until it's time to cut that foot off. Yeah. Because I've had some fucked up ones. Oh, yeah, you got them? Not now, not anymore. Man. You got them fixed? <laughs> no, just bad feet. <laughs> yeah, um, you know, um, teeth also. Um, a lot of people don't understand, like, when you have teeth in the back that are rotten, it can lead to heart disease and stuff like that. I I'm telling you, most people have no idea about this stuff. The only reason I know about it is because I'm in Hollywood now, affiliating with people that make money off of me, so they send me to places like dentists, and that's where I find out about this stuff. You know what I mean? I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. So I know when I go home, and I, they look at me like I'm a doctor. I'm like, I just found out the hard way, dude. You know what I mean? Dr. Philip. I didn't know a rotten tooth can get your heart messed up. I didn't know that. Hell yeah, that's all. Yeah, tooth decay fucking... can lead to to, to um, bad toes. Like bloodstream and all that shit. Did you say, what did you say? I said, when you have a tooth decay, that's really bad when you have that shit breath, at least to your, your rest of your body. Infections with your whole body, like you have those, you have those glow in the dark toes. <laughs> so you saying a girl with a bad tooth can have premature birth? <laughs> I know there's a lot of girls had a baby early. I'm gonna be like, let me see your teeth. Bitch. <laughs> I didn't know, <laughs> but I, I yeah, I found out I, it makes sense because that doctor that I was seeing, um, they were explaining to me about how that bad tooth back there can lead to this, that, and the other. So I said, well, take it out. I don't want it. <laughs> if it's going to kill me, yank it out of my mouth. I, I can feel that pain. You know what I'm saying? And, and, yeah. and the good thing about the dentist, when they knock your teeth out, they have medicine and procedures to help it heal the right way. Unlike when you're younger and you just get your teeth knocked out by fighting, you just let it heal like that. <laughs> It'll be cool in about a week. <laughs> I'm still feeling it as a puppy. <laughs> right. <laughs> or, or it's half a tooth. It's still sharp, but it's still there with oh, blood. Man. Yeah. That happens. Hell yeah, dude. That's a Man, straight bone. Th 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 this stuff we're talking about is just uh, a reminder of how much the nonsense they teach us in school is. Because this is the stuff people need to know about. Back page bitches and bad teeth and stuff like that. You and washing your hands after every meal. Hell yeah. Your teacher ain't fucking teaching you that shit. And the people that do know that shit growing up is because of their parents. Yeah. Whether they're professionals or fucking have money to take care of that shit. Or just, you, just a basic pulling out right away. <laughs> yeah pulling out is very important it's effective most of the time it depends on the girl some girls have um um they've been blessed with a um vaginal area where it doesn't even matter if you pull out she's still pregnant and those girls like a lot of the smart ones they know what to ask for besides the abortion money 
<laughs> I've had to go to the bank <laughs> twice. Yeah, I give it to him too because I don't want the, I don't want the kid by you. I tell him I don't say abortion. I say kill it. Hey, kill it. All right. <laughs> Pro choice. <laughs> abortion. That's what sugarcoat me. How much to kill it? <laughs> you evil motherfucker! I don't care. I I rather have that sit on my soul than be any, in any type of parental uh, position with you, ma'am. So listen, <laughs> ma'am. Right, you pay them according to their uh, neighborhood. Like some girls, you know, they'll you know, big money to them is um, you pay for the abortion and you give them two hundred bucks. They're like, you gonna give me two hundred bucks? It's just when you mess with these Hollywood girls who used to money, that man, you'll break yourself. You gotta leave these girls alone who got something going for them. You gotta sleep with girls who are starving. It, you you, you want to feel like a man? Mess with a girl who come from nothing and has nothing. She will hold you up in the air, Felipe. I'll tell you. I, t- I took this broke girl to Red Lobster. She was like, I, I heard about this place. I was like, yeah, hey, bring this bitch to Biscuit. <laughs> I was her king for years. Right? Man, I I was living in LA for all my life and I dated a girl who lives far, like she lives in nine oh nine, Riverside, Ontario. She goes, Jeff, man, just told her, man, just drive out here to LA and I'll show you around. And then as she said, Oh my god, is that Echo Park? <laughs> I saw that in a fucking movie. I want to get some water on And I knew lagoon. that after she started, she was excited about Echo Park, we didn't have to go further north. <laughs> she was blown away from that. I yeah. saw that on She said my day. dad never had Chinese food. <laughs> this that's is Chinatown? Real. She was from the 909. 909. Yeah, that's right. where the bad water comes out the sink. Yeah. <laughs> Russian <laughs> Flint, Michigan. Right. They got, it's like that out here. They got beige water coming out of some of these things. Once you get to the 909, you can't drink that water. <laughs> get that water out the sink if you want to. You have to run it first. Boil that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> the water smells like hard boiled oh, egg. Oh, my God. Yeah. Dude. Water smells like earring backs. <laughs> <laughs> That is true. Like some women really get excited. Like I know, like how you were saying that you meet a woman on the road, and then the the first the whole conversation is bullshit. Can I remember that we were talking to a woman. Hey, big dog, do you, <laughs> you should promise these chicks that he's gonna fly them over. Like, yeah, man, on Sunday I'm gonna get paid. We're gonna both fly back to our LA. I'm gonna show you around. But he never brought nobody. <laughs> man, you know what, man? I, I did that before, man. It's the it's the worst thing you can ever do is fly a girl. Um, to Los Angeles or anywhere you live if you're not really into her. If you just want to have sex with her. If you fly her in, I'm telling you, right after the sex, you're like, oh, shit, she's still here. What am I going to do with her? <laughs> it's it's the worst feeling. And, I mean, like, I'm just being honest. This girl I flew, she was from Florida. Body was magnificent. I'd never seen nothing the way she was chiseled together. But um, um I'm trying to... I can talk for real, right? Yeah. Hell yeah, she had, dog. she had that vaginal dryness issue. Like, it wouldn't work. The thing was broke down there. You know what I mean? She had suede vagina. That's what I nicknamed her. And uh, <laughs> Damn. Suede vagina. So I called the airline, and I you know, I told them. I said, listen, you know, um, it's my fault that I flew her down, but I need you guys to take some responsibility for this. You know what I'm saying? I will have my ticket money back. Because <laughs> I bought it that last-minute ticket because I thought I was doing it. 
Biggest waste of money ever. I was like, she's got this flawless body, but she's got the drier than the Middle East. Got, that's right. She got. You should have called on my Sahara. way to Vegas, pussy. Her name should have been Sahara. <laughs> that, that's the that's the perfect nickname. Sahara. Yeah, she was drier than insurgents. She got in the tub. It sounded like when you put a pot in there, it's hot. Like that's how dry it was. <laughs> Terrible. You know when you smoke weed with a chick, man, and you, you you have dry mouth, and you try to have sex with her without cuddling or without having kissed it or nothing, you could pretty much it's pretty much dry, bro. Oh yeah, a lot of spitting. Yeah, no, it's dry, bro. Like her, like weed dry. I don't kiss though. I'm not a kisser. Would I don't like a, to would kiss. You a cuddler. God, yeah. I'll, I'll have I'll have oral sex with a girl before I kiss her. Is that bad? <laughs> no, hell no. I don't like the the mouth thing. I have to really like you and. Feel like we got a chance. We're gonna kiss in the mouth, but you can turn that other thing around. Yeah, it gets kind of gross, man. Like you're, you're like so you're like you could taste the, the saliva, and you're like, oh man, it's gonna be fucked up. Yeah, you can tell. And like, then you taste part of her food in her mouth. Yeah. Well, some girls just it's just they, they had a natural bet. You're like your roots are bad, man. Where you come from stinks. <laughs> Stinky city. I, I don't kiss. I don't like to kiss. I, I'd rather deal with the dryness down there than the dry mouth. Remember when um, when Fluffy said that that was the that girl's pussy stunk so bad? It was a rookie. Everybody does that mistake. How you go down a girl who just stinks so bad you don't even know. I'll get up. Yeah, <laughs> I'll, I'll stop. Uh, 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 but see, I, I'm older now, so I'm finicky. no now. But when you're like 18, yeah, you just just get, try to make it through it. <laughs> it's, oh my god, it's terrible down here. This you waiting for her to tap you out, <laughs> right? <laughs> Even women know too. When they get older, man, they they, they let you know. They tell you, uh, uh-uh, um, I wouldn't do that right now. <laughs> that, <laughs> that women tell that's me a that's a responsible before. woman. <laughs> yeah, I have women who really like me tell me that, um, nah, that's not going to work. And I just had to pay some bills and left this guy's house. You don't want to go down there. <laughs> I had a woman be that honest with me. She said, listen, man, I had to screw the guy that just brought me to your comedy show. Right. And I had to just, un, you know, un, empty out his balls <laughs> oh, and put him God. to sleep. Yeah, I didn't well, have time to shower, but I ran over here to your hotel as fast as I could. Yeah, so that's why you got to teach her the handwork game. <laughs> Some girls have magnificent handwork. The hand jobs, oh, my God. They, they get mad because you don't want to sleep with them no more. I'm like, why risk pregnancy and disease when your hand is fabulous? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to have sex with you. I want that hand. <laughs> Chop it off and take it with me if I thought it still worked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. It's some girls with her magnificent. Spit, her spit game was on point. Yeah, I, I prefer the ones use the baby oil, but some girls do it with their um, with the, with with their spit. You just gotta try to make it through that too. You know what I mean? Smell like <laughs> smell like mouth and weed in here. <laughs> wow, that's funny, man. I never thought about that, man. If, she, if her, her, her vagina that dry, why don't I just put some Nivea on my penis and put it in there? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's if Nivea is available. Some girls, you know, you just got to hurry up and get it through. I went through this one girl medicine cabinet. I used some setting lotion on it. I stuffed her their hair. I, didn't, I don't know her. I was like, <laughs> I don't know her. <laughs> I don't have to see her again. <laughs> I got fake cards with fake phone numbers on there. Keep in touch. 
Nobody, listen, it's so <laughs> worth it. They feel like you gave them a part of you when you give them that card. They're real nice cards. The plastic ones that they can't ball up, you just got to fling them away. Yeah, I got the fake cards with the fake numbers for the fake girls. That's what I call it. It's all fake. <laughs> what about if they, they try to get a hold of you, like on, on Instagram or stuff like that? I don't respond. <laughs> I, it, it, one thing about me, my DMs are open. I don't care. I like to I, I, listen. I say controversial stuff. I love it when people get mad and I get to them. I, I love the hate responses. Like you fucking asshole. You. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> smile, huh? Right. I'm, you're keeping me going. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> But before we leave this subject, I do want to say this. This is another problem. Like, you can't win, you can't lose. I was talking about the girls with the dryness issues. If you have a girl who's a squirter, you literally have to have another bed. Because I got one of those expensive Tempur-Pedic mattresses. And if you're with a squirter, she will destroy that thing. I mean, like, because I, I don't think they can call it squirt. It's it's piss, right? It is piss, dude. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot, too, sometimes. And girls get mad when you squirt on them. I'm like, hey, you just squirted on me. <laughs> I'm about to come on you tubes. I'm like, damn, man, we just fucked up my mom's bed. Right. <laughs> if you got a squirter and you got a nice bed, you don't have a nice bed anymore. <laughs> it's really that bad. It's just nobody wants to say nothing. Like, oh, she was coming. No, she pissed on your bed, buddy. Look at that mattress insurance. Right, I know you love it. Right, mattress Do they have that? No, nah, let's start that shit. They need it. I know, man. Like, she sprayed. She, like, messed up the bed. The cat looking at her. <clears throat> Are you going to neuter this bitch, too? <laughs> the cat rolled his eyes at her. <laughs> bitch thinks she could squirt better than me. <laughs> I don't got to get fucked to squirt. You should have seen that jacket I fucked up. Right. Fucking up your baseboards. Right. That ain't weed you smelling. That's cat piss. Speaking of fuck, man, on your first, the one I always talk about, because when I tell the girls, when I got introduced to your stand-up comedy, used to have that joke, man, it was so hilarious, because I knew stinky motherfuckers. <laughs> They're stinky-ass comedians. Like, you ride with them on the road, and you realize, you realize why we don't hang with this guy. <laughs> They're smelling for three fucking hours. Is that real? And, yeah, man. <laughs> and um, I forgot my point here. The um, joke about the leather oh, jacket one? Oh, you had the point. You had, yeah. You had, oh, man, you, you were, Corey had that joke about, man, you ever seen those homeboys that leave that yellow stain on their white T-shirt? I have a homie that leave a white, uh, that yellow stain on a yellow leather oh, jacket. On his leather jacket. <laughs> Looks like he's been stealing honey buns. <laughs> 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 no, I, I've been around stinky people. Like it was this one comedian, and um, he, I, I, you know, we we were hanging out in New York. In New York, what you do, especially back in the day, you would just go out there. They had a rooms that you work. They paid like a hundred bucks a night or whatever. So me and this guy, we were hanging out for like three days in a row. Right? I'm not going to say his name, but this is a guy everybody would know if I said his name. <laughs> I, I'm not trying to tease, but. Fuck it. I was with Tony Roberts, right? This guy didn't take a bath for three days. Oh. I watched him because we were, you know, you try to save the money. We're in these rooms together and all that because you want to make some money. I was like, this motherfucker ain't take a bath. It's been three days. And he slept and, and woke up, got up. I'm like, damn, you the Terminator. 
This motherfucker is the Terminator. <laughs> Looking for Sarah Carter. What you gonna take a bath when you meet her, mama? <laughs> Looking for Sarah's bathroom. T one hundred over here. Motherfucker, <laughs> 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 wash rag. Fucking cyborg. Right. Uh, that was- he just go straight to sleep and just get up and start moving around. Motherfucker, <laughs> <laughs> oil can, oil can. There wasn't even no coal fucking in his eye either. I was like, what is wrong with you? He's a fucking robot, right? <laughs> 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 he met some girl and went in the room with her and came out. I was like, y'all are some nasty motherfuckers. I'll be back. <laughs> right. <laughs> Smell my back. <laughs> He just put some baby powder. Right. Not yeah. even that, probably. Oh, even, my God, dude. We, we, man, it was bad. I, I, I don't know why I said his name. <laughs> we can cut it you off. You don't have right? to. I don't okay. care. All right. He's not going to beat me up. Man, let me talk to you, Corey. You no, know, it'll get to him. It'll get to him. Everything you say on the internet. Oh, yeah, sooner or later. It gets out Hell there. yeah, dog. <laughs> it get, all the pictures you take, they'll get out there. Yeah, they will come back like at, at the right time, right? It'll be Corey and Tony Roberts on a sitcom, and it goes, they're, they're doing good, but then the little clip will show up. Right. But Corey said this five yeah. years ago. <laughs> and I'll be like, it was all true, motherfucker. <laughs> you can get mad if you want to, goddammit. <laughs> I had the stomach that time in my life, goddammit. Uh, and, and especially, I want to say this for everybody who don't know, every picture you take on your iPhone, it belongs to the iPhone people. Trust me. None of those. None of that they don't stuff disappear you, in the trash. Like, like make that little noise. Hell no. All that stuff you say, I agree to. If you really read that, that's fucking more than like fucking eighty thousand words in that motherfucker. You would not press agree if you actually read that and knew what you were getting into with the iPhone. You you would you wouldn't do it. That's why the pictures I take, I bought a little snap camera. Those cameras, I buy those cameras when it's a picture that I want. Because once you put it on that iPhone, they own it. And a lot of people don't know that. That's oh, yeah. why I'm busting them out, Apple. Yeah, those agreements and those terms, as soon as you click accept, you're done. Yeah, that naked picture you sent to your girl, you know what I mean? Or that naked picture your girl sent to you, the people at Apple are like, let me see her. Yeah, she's all right. Or those 10 <laughs> photos you took on the road and deleted. Yeah, it can come back on you. You'll be like, how did they get that? Man, well, on the iPhone, it's really some tricky stuff on here. Like when you delete photos, a lot of people don't know it doesn't delete right away out of your phone. Like thirty days or some shit, right? Yeah, that's a lot of people don't know about that thing in photos. You can go back and get pictures you took, but even after they delete it, they don't get rid of it. It's still in their system. They oh, can yeah. bring it up. So I have to talk to the people at Apple because I just don't want certain people to see certain things. <laughs> You get that reminder six weeks later. Yeah, we still got those photos. You really want to delete them? You got pic- you got pictures in your phone you're ashamed of? I'm nothing, man. <laughs> I got some pictures. I got I- Polaroids. I do not want these pictures out here. I'm sh- I'm gonna try to find one to show you. I couldn't believe I took it. Ah <laughs> oh, shit! I wanted to put it online because I know they got it. I wanted to be the one to introduce the people to it. I wish I could find it right now. I'll f- what kind of picture is it? It's a picture of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> doing something I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, there's a picture out there of me doing something I shouldn't be doing, but it's on a Polaroid, so. Oh, well, you're you're safe. Yeah, so. <laughs> Unless they pre-print it. <laughs> this is one of those days I felt like being bold. <laughs> So didn't get sleepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know that's my man. I like gay. <laughs> you remember that day we were all on the plane? 
Yeah. And we all sat in the same row. I was like, oh, okay. This is not going to be good. This is not going to be good. It was me, you, and Felipe on Southwest in three seats. <laughs> so you already know. We were talking to each other like this. Hey, man, how you doing? <laughs> I don't know how we pulled that off. I never forgot that. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> They got seatbelt extenders, so you know. Gabriel always after the seatbelt extender, man. Yeah, if you let he me just tell goes you. like this, and they bring it to him. <laughs> right. Well, they already know. As soon as they see him, they be like, "You want something?" Oh, let me go get you the six. <laughs> You're not gonna be able to button that. <laughs> he should just true. carry an extra one uh-huh. everywhere he goes. He should have a designer one with rhinestones on it. <laughs> <laughs> You should have an extender with Hawaiian colors. <laughs> They'll be like, oh, his extender is nice. I found the picture that I didn't want. I'm going to put this on the internet. We'll right. put it on our podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the toilet. <laughs> I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You lost some weight, man. Yeah, I, man, you know what I do, man. When I'm when I'm when I'm in Los Angeles, I'll get up and and go for a run or do something like this. It's that road. That road is what kills me. When you're on the road, man, it's just a very depressing state of mind because you have to smile. Smiling with strangers is what does it to you. I'm telling you. When you have to, hey, hey, hey. at the end of the night, you just like tell. I just was smiling with a whole bunch of people I don't know. I feel like that interferes with your. Like, um, normal brain function. Like when they're saying you do um, Fox affiliate Kansas City or Portland or whatever little town it is, those people <laughs> interviewing you are getting to know you as they talk to you. They're, they're reading off a monitor. Hey, I'm Corey Holcomb from Black Jesus, huh? Yeah. yeah. On Adult Swim. Yeah. And you got to smile the whole time and it'd be funny fast because it's television. And then you've been up since five in the morning doing press, press, press. They drop you off at 11. You're like, you're like, what are you going to do right now? You're going to go for a job? You're going to sit down and write write a memoir? Fuck no. You're going to probably eat a lot of fucking food and fall asleep till 5. Yeah. Fall asleep till showtime. I know how it You've goes. You've done that? Like woken up as an hour before showtime and got ready? Woke up. I said, call me when the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have my guy do. Call me when it starts. <laughs> then I'll get out of the bed and... Wash what's necessary and throw some clothes on and get to the show. You walk in, have you walked into the show exactly when it's time for you to go up? Yeah, once I'm back. When I was in a, when I was at this one club, this manager was mad because I didn't show up when the show started. You know what I mean? But he couldn't do anything. Like if I was a, a younger comic who um didn't have any clout, I could tell like he would be an issue. But I, I just very nicely explained to him, listen, man, I'm not here because you like me. I'm here because I sell tickets. Well, he's not going to have a show. <laughs> and I know he didn't like that. I know he didn't like that. But I've been doing this long enough where I don't let little managers of comedy clubs talk crazy to me. <laughs> you shouldn't even be talking to me. Talk to my guy. I got a guy for you to talk to. Talk to him. <laughs> and they just get mad. But what are they going to do? If you sell tickets, they'll come. They, they, they still have to call your people. They'll have you back. Because it's all about selling tickets. That's why I say 
that internet thing is so amazing. When people get to know you and like what you say, and this is a, this is a secret I tell all comedians I know, you can't be scared to show people who you are because that's what makes them feel comfortable enough to come spend money and see you because they feel like they can relate to you. They know you. You're honest. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I have to have patience with people when they get to telling me about, man, you know, my sister, she's a whore too. <laughs> 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 listen to this bullshit <laughs> I said be honest be yourself <laughs> but it's the truth this is what, what I feel like people know when you're being phony and yeah. the people who will come out and buy tickets are those people who go to work and come home and they feel like oh this guy's genuine you know what I mean they'll come see you it's not about trendy with them they just like you so they'll come back and see you when you come to town you know Hell what yeah, I'm saying dude, so word is born. let it out doesn't matter what you're going through. Richard Pryor used to talk about he be on cocaine. That's why I feel like people could relate to him because there's a lot of people who do cocaine, but nobody likes to say it. Most of the comics I know, they be like, yeah, I'll smoke a blunt. I'm like, you a fucking dope fan. <laughs> Stop it. Let it out. You'll feel better. I know that's what it's. it's just, comedy is like my, my, my therapy. You know what I'm saying? I talk through it. So all of the issues I have, I feel better about it because I don't have to be shy. If, if the news decided to spill the beans on Corey Holcomb, I'll be like, well, what's new? <laughs> <laughs> what don't they know? You know what I mean? I talk about, um, you know, uh, things I do behind my wife's back, everything. I don't care. What? She's not going to leave. I bought her a Gucci bracelet the other day. <laughs> <laughs> you got my wife to coach first. <laughs> right. Well, you, don't, you don't like it? You fed up? You going to go? You know, <laughs> You can't find my money. You know how many fucking incorporations I'm going to have? <laughs> that one you're suing. <laughs> I think I put like uh, five grand in there for the year. You know what I mean? <laughs> You'll never find. That's another thing about being a comedian. Your money comes from a whole bunch of different places. So it's hard to find it. Just don't have to tell them where you are, what you're doing. I, I don't care. I'm not scared. You're pregnant? Oh, yeah? Oh, find out that find, find that money, little girl. All right. Good luck, Toots. <laughs> Theater the real. Man, you had a funny-ass post last week that had me Rodrigo dying in Kansas City, man. <laughs> that was going after the boss-ass night. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping off the chick at her, at her little neighborhood it. after having a boss-ass night. Oh, yeah. Back, oh, man, it is so... That, that, girl, is... Said that, girl, had a, that girl goes, man, that girl has a body, man. She got that. She got that body that she goes. She she ain't got much in the brain. Right. You, you feel good after dropping her off back in the hood after a bomb ass night. They need to make a TV show, and I just want my credit for it. <laughs> about dropping girls back off in poverty. <laughs> it, it is it, man. I, don't, I I'm honest about. It. it feels good when they acting like they the shit while they with you, and you take them back to that little hut. <laughs> <laughs> Your grandmama is babysitting the kids. What is it? Eight of you in there? <laughs> gonna, you want to come in and meet us? Nah, right. I'm good. It's a studio apartment with eight people. <laughs> and then they look at her like she came up. Right. I guess you got it like that. Did he buy you that outfit, girl? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. like Martin Moreno, bro, he got a blowjob from some chick at the hop in Lakewood, right? And then... He, that girl told her mom who he was. Like, he was on some show with Gabriel Iglesias, and her mom was all excited. I guess you got it like that, mija. <laughs> <laughs> You're moving up. 
They're not just fucking guy from the hood no more. Have you ever seen the ones where their mom is jealous? No. Nah. The mom's jealous because they're with a guy who's doing things. <laughs> and you know, I'm at that age where I can fuck the mom or the daughter. You know what I mean? I'm right there in the middle. You know what I'm saying? So I've done it. You know what I'm saying? I take advantage of jealous moms. <laughs> uh, yeah, your daughter, we're not going to make it, but you, we've got potential. You're a mature lady. <laughs> <laughs> and I meet her sister. Hey, me and your sisters are gonna make it. <laughs> we got potential. That hope keeps me going. They can't. They can't. They can't destroy hope. There's nothing you can do if you're down on your luck. Hope is all you have. That's why I hang in in poverty stricken areas because I, I want to be a god. <laughs> hope is the best of things. Hell yeah, dog. When you got a little money to give a girl, she won't go to church. <laughs> girls who go to church every week but you're like no fuck that I want you to be with me here's a couple of dollars okay She's like, she just said to hell with her God for 40 bucks <laughs> that's what that poverty do and you always know man cause like when you're out there shaking hands with everybody hey man you were so funny Corey you were amazing but then they're walking with their man but then they look back yeah oh they look back well, I can say that to all guys, man. Listen, man, you just really have to believe me when I tell you, man. I know you think that your girl is your girl, but that in a lot of times, a lot of cases, that's our girl. And, and guys just don't want to face that because I've been with girls who are married, and I know the guy that they're with has no idea that she gets down like this. You know what I'm saying? A freak. And I'm a smart guy because after you fuck enough girls like that, you honestly say to yourself, well, where the fuck is my girl at? <laughs> the fuck is, it, is it this easy? <laughs> the fuck? All I got to do is like you and be interested in you. And some girls will take a chance on everything they fucking got. They're guys. I mean, guys, we do it all the time. We we can be hot, happy at home. It just doesn't matter. We just, we just want to bang. That's all we want. I'm not going <laughs> to fall yeah. in love with her, babe. She don't really want me. You don't have to worry about us making it. Look at her. <laughs> Look at her. She goes to night school. Yeah, goddammit. She, <laughs> she could shop at the regular stores. <laughs> she doesn't have to go to Lane Bryant like you. <laughs> well, let's eat these Cheetos and go to bed, babe. <laughs> I want to say that I used to have that bed, man. That's why I don't fuck with those bitches over that North Shore this shit. I fuck with bitch at a fucking pick and save. Yeah. Big lots. Yeah. Kmart. <laughs> There's still a couple of Kmarts. When you see a girl in Kmart, it's serious. That means she's down on her luck. I know, man. You got to see her right there with her baby. Come on, right. baby. You want yeah. the big, you want the big 20 of the tiger? Come on. Yeah. The little seven year old, he doesn't even hang with her in the store. He runs to the toy section. <laughs> She got to have him paged when she get to the register. <laughs> Go back over here with this bitch. You're a lost boy with a purple jacket, orange shoes. Right. <laughs> Some shoes with the pinky toe out. Hyper ass motherfucker. <laughs> you see that sometimes, huh? You see that hot little hood rat? She's walking around, man. Her Everything on her is on point. But her baby got, she, the, her baby's like, he, he he's kind of sagging, but he can't sag because he has like high floods already, yeah. and he's like a, a a new like a fucking like a toddler. You know those pants are too big. Oh man, they're too small. You when you go to these um these I call them the B cities or C cities, cities that are not big cities. You know what I mean? Like West Valley, Utah. Yeah, stuff like that. They they Walmart. I don't know why people go to nightclubs when Walmart is full of women who've got oranges in the shopping cart and they're lonely. 
you can meet you can meet a girl <laughs> just look for the signs people look for that woman that's carrying that frozen peanut butter and jelly sandwich right because how fucking lazy you gotta be to not make your baby a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that you gotta give him the frozen one yeah and exactly it's there with a, with, with, there with a couple of those um those little juices, <laughs> a couple of snackables. I was in Mississippi. Uh, we did this gig, and we went to this Walmart, and I knew I was going to score. I bought this girl, like, um, she had a shopping cart, and she was up in front, and I just paid for that stuff for her. You know, she had a case of water. Uh, um, she had some deodorant, so I knew she was trying to be better as a person. Uh, it added up to about $19 what she had in there. Man, I bought her that stuff. God damn, we did it in the car. I didn't even have to go to her house and act like I like her. She just was like, it's, now we even, right? After we was done. I was like, yeah, we even. God she bless said you. we're even. God bless you. I would have bought her another case of water. Let me get you another case, God damn it, because I'll see you again one day. I was with a comic. He pulled that. He pulled that because like of CVS. There was some girl there, and then she was just paying for all kinds of stuff, like makeup, little Little fucked up nail salons, Lee Press on nails, um, oh, yeah. her a little uh, red hot Cheetos for her baby and a little juice, <clears throat> not a juice but the plastic ones. Little Capri one, Suns, Capri Suns, or oh, just one though, not the whole, but the whole pack, just one, just one that she the, pulled the, apart. The comic said, um, right in front of everybody, it was just her and him. Um, I, I'm gonna pay for my the stuff right there for my baby mama right here. Yeah, and then she got so happy, even though he called her a baby mama, don't even know her. He goes, oh, like. It was like, man, it was like a bunch of I, dimes. Like her face was like, like a through. Of <laughs> it was like um, it was like they dropped a sack, you know, it was like a UN mission show up or something. It was just she was very happy and thankful. We making jokes out of this, but it's very serious. <laughs> and, and I'm talking about these aren't ugly girls. It's just they come she was up pretty. In, a, in a situation where they don't have much. So like Walmart is like well see Walmart is really an evil company. They are the store. That's like the the Macy's of the middle of Mississippi. <laughs> Walmart. <laughs> and I've seen girls where I know it's like I'll I'll target them. I'll be like, She needs me. And I normally I normally get what I want. Some of them are prideful and they want to go out on a date first. Those are the ones I get away from, but the ones <laughs> they'll walk you outside today, little um O one Hyundai accent, and uh, <laughs> after they give it a jump and the car gets warmed up, it's on. <laughs> and, and you, could, you see the the men that are that are with these women, those fools don't want to buy shit for them. No. They're they're pissed off at the Starbucks buying her son a frappuccino, or and then he got to buy one for his son that's not his son. These guys are pissed off when they're with the ladies at Walgreens. Some of these guys that Walmart. are with the girls at Walmart, they're getting their feet done over there at the little get your feet done spot. I'm like, that's your guy? <laughs> they're getting his little uh, his little nails done. Is that what he's doing? <laughs> Here's this twenty dollars here. Bet you never seen one of these that are new. <laughs> Don't have a new twenty that's that's not folded, just crispy. Oh my god. It's like they they put it in their purse like it's a document. <laughs> <laughs> they actually ask you, are you printing these? Right. <laughs> I asked someone, tell me, are you printing 20s? Got homie in the treasury. <laughs> right. I, you know what? I, I, I'm not the type of guy who um, gets the manicures and pedicures all the time. But when I do, I enjoy it. I don't know why I don't do it more because, like, um, I'm, I'm like, um, I'm a perv. 
I, I got these silk shorts that are mesh. <laughs> and when I give my pedicure, it's my way of flirting with the little Asian ladies. <laughs> Sitting right there with my little <laughs> silk mesh shorts on. <laughs> Getting my leg rubbed. And, uh, <laughs> I can tell I'm excited, you know, with those shorts on. Shorts, <laughs> 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 you take the strip clothes. <laughs> right, yeah. right, you know what I'm talking about. Hell yeah. What thing about you that you that I like? You know, I'm a big fan of you. You've always been like quick. Like when you spot somebody, I guess it comes from over the years of watching people's personality on what type of clothes they're wearing or what, what type of car they're driving or or who they're related with, or what comes out of their mouth. You know, like, you can read these people. So we're coming out of the Haha Cafe, <laughs> and the promoter is driving, like, a 1980 um, Axel Foley Mercedes-Benz, you know, right. from Beverly Hill Cop. <laughs> and then oh, you, we're just hanging out right there. Me and you are high as fuck. And you just say one word. You look over at him and go... Man, that's what I call balling. <laughs> yeah, that old phone with the cording in the phone. Yeah. Now that's what I call balling. Right, that, he that heavy phone. Yeah, you can work out with. <laughs> Walk on Runyon Canyon with that phone. Develop your calves. <laughs> that's what this phone said. This is the practice in front of your friends' club. <laughs> you know what, though? L listen, about that being quick, I it's a gift. And I got a friend. He's a comedian. And I won't say his name. <laughs> <laughs> but no, this guy, he sucks as a comedian. But he's so quick. Have you ever had a friend like that? They're quick. They think of stuff with, as soon as they see it and, and they know what to say right after you. But they don't know how to write their material. Yeah. It's like, yo, he, he would be so good for radio. I, I tell him that all the time. I'm like, man, you got to get a radio show, man, because he's so quick. It's It's really impressive. It's just... He's been doing the same set since we started. Like, literally, hasn't switched a word. Rudy Moreno. No. <laughs> <laughs> we all know people like yeah, this. We know. You know what I mean? Like, verbatim, huh? Like, verbatim. It, it, that's their bread and butter set. Yeah. And it's, and it's like, it's like wow, this guy, he's talented. He just doesn't know how to put his set together because he's quick. He needs to record himself all day long. You know what I mean? You know they got those those new cams you put on your windshield to watch everything that happened? What do they what do they call those things? I dash cam. Dash cam. He GoPro. Needs, yeah, he needs a face cam to record everything he says because he's quick. He's good. Good. When we're together, to we laugh because <laughs> he's quick and flows, but he doesn't know how to turn it into bits. I'm Damn. like, wow, man. He needs to be under surveillance. <laughs> right. I get the NSA to follow that fool. <laughs> For real, man. He would be he would be spectacular if he could turn all that stuff he thinks of so fast in the bits. He's bad. Man, I hope he doesn't get mad that I say that because he has been doing the same set since we met each other. <laughs> it's like I can walk him through his set. That's <laughs> <laughs> where you pause, Some people you can. Like, if you see him, well, I know what bit he's in right now. Gotta right. I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. And it's been going on for, like, 20 years. 20 years of the exact same set because he's just not that guy who thinks of jokes. But he's naturally, naturally funny. He's, he's man, that quick shit, that's that's a gift when you're quick yes. like that. Uh, I remember I was talking to this, this comedian that we used to hang around with, Juan Dexter. And um, they were hanging out at the at the comedy showcase right here in LA and they said that um, Jamie Foxx 
would just he started making fun of some guy's car like the way it was all fucking jacked up he goes man look at that guy's car has a dead eye just like his, his homie career right <laughs> he just made a face and jamie fox is real sensitive too so i can't believe he has the nerve to say something about anybody <laughs> you say something back about him he just He'll just, he'll just own you. <laughs> right. What did Tommy Chun say? Man, I got well, banished yeah, yeah. from Tommy the king. Chun. Yeah. Tommy Chun, the friend of ours, he he, he called um, Jimmy Fox one of his, the jokes he did on that MTV um, um, video awards. Music awards, yeah, when he hosted it. When he hosted it. And then later on, um, I guess they stopped hanging around. And he said, yeah, man, I was kicked out of the kingdom. <laughs> he Real talk. That's yeah. how he is. That's how he is. I, I go in on him all the time. I don't care. I, I tell people, you can blackball me. Some the, the, the streets like me. They do. As long as I find a way to get to the streets, they'll come see me. You know what I mean? So I, I go in on Jamie Foxx all the time because I saw a lot of crazy stuff up there at that foxhole. <laughs> I say a lot of moist behavior up there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you, you, you asked, you said about some other comedian shit. I remember that fool was doing nails. <laughs> Kansas City or uh, St. You're Louis. talking about Gary Johnson. <laughs> G-String. calls himself, yeah, G-Thing. G-String, yeah. That's a lot of perpetrators out here, man. I can't call them out. I, I have nightmares that one day all the perpetrators are going to get together and just beat me up. <laughs> Fuck that. You know what I'm oh, saying? They, I, oh, they I, claim I, Chicago, but they're not from Chicago. Like, people who claim, I'm from LA. But, dude, no, you're from fucking Pomona, bro. <laughs> Real talk. You're from fucking City of Industry. You're not even close. You're not even from City of Commerce. Yeah, during traffic, it takes you two hours to get home. Yeah. <laughs> you live in the, you know like, like I, to live in LA, like, I know people who live in LA where I grew up, Boyle Heights, East LA, who never been to Hollywood, who say, man, I don't know shit about no fucking 101 North. Yeah, that, that ain't that amazing. People who um, don't leave the hood, they don't leave the hood. Man. Like, I bet you got homies growing up that were slanging who still got money right now, but put in fifty thousand miles a year just cruising the neighborhood. Yeah, man, that's why, <laughs> that's why they feel comfortable, man. It's, it's it's crazy. Some people, when you take them out of the hood, you can actually see the anxiety in their face. They're like, <laughs> the fuck, man, that Popeyes chicken—they ain't got bulletproof glass up there. <laughs> <laughs> You can touch the cashier if you want to, <laughs> or the touch. Oh, oh, man, you, you can, oh, or like me when I was in uh, when I was in um, this, when I was in um, the restrooms are unlocked at that Kentucky Fried Chicken. You can just go in there. You don't have to ask for a key. <laughs> oh man, you, you could just push open these doors in this neighborhood. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. It's like, <laughs> hey, 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 also, everybody, when you leave the hood, um, you see a lot of different stuff because one thing I have found out. And it has been um, certified in my mind by this lady who works for Ralph's. That's a that's a grocery store chain out here in California. Ralph's people. If you live in the hood, that Ralph's gets the worst of the products. Ain't that fucked up? Yes. They get the they get the worst produce, the worst meat. When you go to the other Ralph's that are in like uh, Beverly Hills Santa or Monica and areas where people lake. got money. Hey, hey, the ground beef is red. The ground beef in the hood is like kind of brownish looking. You know? <laughs> <They> got <laughs> five <laughs> different types of non-regular milks. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't got that milk that uh, has a cow on it. <laughs> they got that milk that's got a, a milkshake on it. <laughs> don't have real milk. No, but they fuck you over in the hood. You should go if you if you want to go grocery shopping. Grocery shopping. Go grocery shopping in the Ralphs and uh, other neighborhoods just to see the difference, especially in the produce aisle. That's what I tell people. 
soon as you walk in the produce aisle, you're like, what the hell? This, that's a green apple. <laughs> you know what I mean? The apples at, at the Ralphs in the hood, they're not that green that's supposed to be. It's not supposed to look like that. And I found that out by shopping one day uh, when I was at the Ralphs in the hood. Because since I moved out here to California, I haven't been in the hood. You know what I'm saying? But when I do go to the hood, you know, I got to buy a bitch some water. Um <laughs> I see. I'm like, wow, there's a difference in the way they present the food, the way the food looks, everything. Mad disparity, man. Yeah, man. It's fucked up. And in the good in the good areas, they got scallops, lobster, and shit. Oh, yeah, man. The lobster still have the eyes on it. And he's, like, proud to be in this route. He's like, I didn't make it, goddammit. I'm at the good route, goddammit. God yeah, the, the Ralph Hood, there's no lobster. They have shrimp. <laughs> right. God damn it. And they're all, you got to peel yourself. <laughs> Otter meat. God damn it. <laughs> Otter meat. They got rabbit. <laughs> right. It says beef, but that's otter meat. You'll see the buck teeth in the, in the plastic. And at, at, at the, the Ralph in the Hood, you could cash your check there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They got the check cash. And send them. money to Mexico. <laughs> the Ralph's in the Hood has it where you can't just walk out of the door they got the doors blocked off yes. where to get out you have to go all the, the way, way around and walk past the underpaid security guard who's looking at your pockets the whole time you're leaving <laughs> what's that you're like my wallet motherfucker. <laughs> a lot of people don't know that man but at ralph's like i don't know if most of them do but they don't they don't there's no sign up there there's only a sign in the good ralph's but in the but it's just all Ralphs. But only in the good Ralphs there's a sign for this. If you buy fish, they'll deep fry it for you. But there's no <laughs> sign. But whenever you go to Ralphs in a good in a good side, like we're all living that, that guy will go. You want me to deep fry that fish for you? I could deep fry it for you. They breaded it and deep fried it for me. Cook it, grill it, however you want it. But it, but you gotta know. Yeah. Well, they don't have that at the one in the hood. The one in the hood, they're like, you want to cook it? You better cook this motherfucker yourself. You <laughs> fuck out my face. <laughs> Think I am a butcher? <laughs> and they talk to you at the good Ralph. Oh yeah, so you, I can see you're gonna make this, you're gonna make that. Right. At the bad Ralph, they're like, oh, I can see, yeah. Right. Where your bags at, motherfucker? <laughs> All attitude. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, it's bad, man. In the bad Ralph, they still have plastic bags, but people don't want to get to get to that program, man. Right. No, I think I think that should be a field trip when you have a week off at work. I want you to go to the to the fucked up Ralphs one day. And then I want you to go to the to the good Ralphs one day and just watch the difference in the service, the food, everything. You said they don't lock up the baby formula. The formula at, at the at the at the Ralph in the hood is always locked up and with a lock next to the cigarettes. Yeah, and the deodorant is locked up. <laughs> or that so good lotion, that Aveeno lotion. Yes, oh, you, locked you, up. You, you, uh, need a key on aisle nine. If he, <laughs> Scott oh. wants to buy some good lotion. Who the fuck is he? Um, so I, I can't find the razors. Let me lock them. Let me unlock them for you. Right. What kind of Gillette's you want? You want you a Pepsi? Want... Oh shit! Get the get the Pepsi key down here. What you want? Five pounds of pork rinds. We got that. Right. God damn it. That's bad, man. It's like and then by me, you know, I notice it, and then I just you got to keep moving in life. But you're like, wow, this is a fucked up world. Man. Yeah. Why is it that way? <laughs> Look. I'll put the improv on blast. The improv in Melrose, they've got this Monday night. This is their most productive night. Mo' Better Mondays. Mo' Better Mondays. For 20 years now. 
they charge more for the food and drinks on Monday night. I think that should be a, a case against them for doing that. They charge more for the food on Monday night. Shit, we got to talk to a that. civil rights attorney on that motherfucker. It's, this is real, man. And I remember one day they were petting people down on Monday night. They're lying. I up. was laughing my ass off. I was like, it, it just changed the way. I used to go up there and hang out. I'll still go up there every once in a while, but I'm rarely inside. When I saw that, I'm like, ah. but people don't know because, like you said, they're used to that. They're used to that. So they just let it go. I don't like that. That's a slap in the face. Hell yeah, dog. I remember one time on Latino night, when they had Latino night, they, they didn't turn the AC on. It was hot. They did it on purpose to get everybody to buy drinks. That's an old promoter trick. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That laugh factory, me and that dude headed out. <laughs> Why, <laughs> buddy? <laughs> yeah, man. Buddy. He, listen, so he records comics. That's right. And That's the reason I don't go, go there because even if I'm trying stuff out, it'll be on their webpage. Yeah, well, he was, they had the camera up. I said, you can't record me. And then, um, so he had this girl come tell me, if you don't, if you don't allow him to record you, you can't go up. This is Jamie Masada, by the way. It's me, Corey Holcomb, motherfucker. Holler at me. I never fuck with your club. Nobody makes money at this club anyway. So I, 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 when, when, when he had that girl come up to me, I went and found him. And I was like, you didn't book me. Because it was a, uh, the, the porno guys had a show. Um, and uh, he was recording the comedians. I was like, you didn't book me down here. I'm not here because you sent for me. I'm Shit, they had me come down here. I didn't waste my gas to come down here. And then you tell me. So he didn't know me. He was intimidated because he really a little punk motherfucker. <laughs> Nobody. Uh, you just go up last and we'll cut the thing off. I said, yeah, well, do what the fuck you got to do. I ain't coming. You going to pay for my gas, motherfucker? You know what I'm saying? I'm not here to kiss your ass. I don't need you. I'm the king of telling them that, so that's my Jamie Masada story. That's how we met. <laughs> <clears throat> I never kiss your ass, Masada. Just a little scary motherfucker to me. I beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, fuck him. I don't know him. That they got a house in the back or across the street where some people park. A lot of people don't know about it. That is the perfect place to rob a motherfucker. It's straight dark back there, and all those. Big money comedians are are used to parking back there. That's how I think because I'm from the. <laughs> I was oh, this is, that really you, is true because I was parking there one time and Dane Cook showed up in his badass car, and then my friend who's like one of those motherfuckers don't leave the hood, just walked up to him. What's up, homie? Right. Well, who you are? Like this? Right. He, That's how they talk. Yeah. And then he goes, um, oh, I'm Dane Cook. Okay. And he goes, and then, then they cook, said hello to me because, of course, that guy was with me. What's up, Felipe? You remember my name? <laughs> he saw you was with the streets. Yeah. <laughs> That's what happened. Yeah. He saw you was with the streets. And they know we, when they talking to the streets. Yeah. <laughs> then all of us walked together to the Laugh Factory together. But my friend was on fucking ghetto mode, bro. Like, he, yeah. he was already thinking, okay, he's like, this is the, the spot right here. That spot in the back where everybody parks. I know, guy, if they knew that, that would be like stick up heaven to them. That's just all we know. I mean, I know motherfuckers who home invasion motherfuckers, all the motherfuckers. If I told them, look, that fool so and so, they always park back here. <laughs> them motherfuckers, the biggest comedians, they would be kidnapped. <laughs> they would be kidnapped. That's why I don't really do the Hollywood thing because it's like I'm like you guys, you fooled, <laughs> you fooled for the streets. You don't even know. You know what I'm saying, Jamie Masada. <laughs> Ain't nobody protecting you. <laughs> You out here by yourself. 
talking crazy to motherfuckers. You can't go up. Oh, yeah? Well, you can't live no more. <laughs> That's happened a lot, right? Comedians getting robbed at the end of the shows, like some promoters sending some hoes over there. Oh, yeah, that happened to me. And, um, uh, it wasn't oh, really the, happened then? Well, it wasn't it was New Orleans. It was, um, uh, I forgot what city that was. About an hour outside of New Orleans with a promoter. He paid us cash. This was back in the day when it wasn't even a lot of money. Yeah, somewhere. And uh, he just, it was just these guys that weren't smiling. And they were around him. And I, I watch. I, I'm aware. I have that. I'm still, my third eye is still working. I'm not disassociated from what I need to be disassociated from. So I was watching these guys. And um, that was back before, because I, I, nobody takes me anywhere. I don't have drivers. I don't have anything. I rent the car. I'm going to get where I have to go. But back then, I rode with the promoter. And I thought he was taking us to the hotel, but he took us to the after party. And I was like, I don't know about this. So I was watching those guys the whole time that was with them. Nobody was smiling. They was just watching me. I was like, these motherfuckers are going to rob me. That's how I felt. And so what I did, I called the police and I said, "Um, somebody just beat up this white lady outside. (laughs) (laughs) And it was a whole bunch of police cars up there, right? I was able to slip in a cab and get the fuck out of there, right? <laughs> you can't fuck with I know me. what the fuck I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? I got ways to create diversions. I'm, I'm yeah, like a hood Jason Bourne. Guy, you know what I'm it's our new Batman. Dog. But yo, but I let them pay for my hotel. I forgot that. So, so check this out. I know I was always smart enough to know you always get a hotel with a front desk. You can't never let any promoter put you in a hotel that doesn't have a front desk where they have to go through. Somebody, somebody has to see them going in the hotel. Yeah. So these guys were knocking on my door, my hotel room door. I was, dude, they was finna try something. So I, once again, I called the cops. I called the cops. And, but this time I went out there to the cops and I told them, I think somebody is trying to kill me. I say something like that just to get out of there. I, I have to get out of there because I don't know these guys. And then uh, the officer, he got to the point where I felt like I could talk to him for real. I said, I did a show for this guy. I think they're trying to rob me because they paid me cash. You know what I'm saying? I said, I just want to go to the airport right now. So he said, go get your stuff. I'll take you to the airport because the airport wasn't that far. So that's how I got out of it. That's one of my road stories. So all you comedians, man, you got to watch guys, especially when they give you cash, because some of these promoters back in the day, a lot of the promoters were the drug dealers. And some of them are bad hearted guys. So they're like, yeah, I just gave this fool $1,000. He got $1,000 on him. $1,000 to some people, that might as well be $10,000. You know what I mean? So you got to find ways to get out of that environment. You can't take on people. I'm not from out there. I didn't know anybody. I was by myself. But when I told them they were beating up this white woman in front of the club, oh, my, it was like the whole police force came. (laughs) I don't even know if they shut the party down after that. I just know it was about eight squad cars out there looking for this woman. What kills me is homeboy's perseverance. They're over there at your fucking hotel room. They were knocking on the door like, hey, what's up, man? And I was like, oh, fuck this. I don't know them. I didn't even say nothing. You know, after a while, they started speaking like, yo. (laughs) I'm on the phone downstairs calling shit. Yeah, man. You get robbed on that road, man. If you don't know what you're doing. Shit. I know a lot of comedians who get robbed. I know this guy been robbed three times. God damn. But I I told him, I said, you're just a bad luck motherfucker. (laughs) Just like some girl has been on the internet talking about she's been raped. Um, I forgot her name. Uh, but it's a big thing now. Uh, she's been raped three times. 
and she posted um, one of the rapes or something like that. It just sounded like bullshit. I was like, nobody gets raped. She said she got raped in somewhere in in Africa. She got raped in New York one time, <laughs> and then she got raped in Africa. But she said um, <clears throat> she went over to the guy's house to take a shower, and she took the shower with him. And she said she got raped. So a lot of people were mad at me because I was like, that bitch didn't get raped. That bitch just wanted it to be over quicker. <laughs> <laughs> he lasted too long or something. I don't know what that was. You know, people get sensitive when you talk about rape. And, I, you know what I'm saying? There's a lot of women out here who have actually been raped. Those are the ones who I have true concern for. But you can't tell me you're in Africa and you're not even from there and you're over some guy's house. Talking about you got raped. Yeah, what motherfucker is that? that flew you out. Right. What are you talking about? You got yeah, raped. Yeah, she got raped. She didn't get her money. Right. Thank you. <laughs> That's what happened to Mike Tyson. Tag you got to pay. Sponsor. You got to pay. When you messing with these girls, man, you got to pay. Kobe wouldn't have had that case if he would have just. I think he thought. I think his arrogance made him think he could sleep with this loose woman. You know what I'm saying? And just leave her in poverty. You know what I'm saying? When they sleep with you and you Kobe Bryant, they're expecting something. If you don't give them nothing, they're going to cry rape. I don't believe Kobe raped that girl. You don't have to rape anybody when you're an NBA player. For the most part, I'm sure there have been cases where a guy went too far, but I'm just saying, Kobe Bryant, I don't believe he raped that girl. I believe he didn't pay. That's what happened. She ended up biting him in the ass. Yeah, you got to pay, man. You got to. You got to pay or, or do something. Now they got these camera phones. This, this camera phones are so sweet as far as it go with recording what's happening because nobody has to know your phone is recording it on. And I think the whole time you're around a stranger, especially if sex is going on, you need to have your camera phone on and be talking. So, yeah, you want this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was your cries rape. You just be in court like, I just want to play this. <laughs> this steak is good. Yeah. <laughs> Case dismissed. <laughs> you know Mommy Taco Bell. <laughs> right. <laughs> damn it. It's the final countdown. <laughs> I love that fucking commercial. It ain't even a good commercial. <laughs> and that guy holds that mic up. What's your take on the Cosby thing? You think he's all like, you know, is they making it out to be? Where there's smoke, there's fire. But definitely a lot of the women, um, they had... Um, this one girl, I forgot her name. She really made a fool out of herself. Um, she, cause she was on Howard Stern talking about how she just. Jessica Dickinson. Yeah, she made she a fool get paid. out of herself. She said she'll only do interviews if she's getting paid for the interviews. That kind of disqualified her. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I saw I saw Bill Cosby on some um, show. He was real aggressive with that um, Latina woman who's on. Um, <clears throat> What's the name of that um, sitcom where they got the old guy from Married with Children on there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was real aggressive with her as they were doing an interview. Like, you could tell, like, oh, he's got that type of aggression. You ever had a friend like that? <laughs> you be like, Rodrigo. Hey, hey, fool. <laughs> like, cool out, man. <laughs> what did you do? I, got a, I had a friend. He's very aggressive toward the women. No, not Rodrigo. He walks up to him and he touches them. Before they give him permission. And I I stopped hanging with him because of that. Because I'm like, man, do you know you can't do that in this day and time? I don't know. That's you know Yeah. But um, with the whole Bill Cosby thing, I think most of the women are coming with bullshit. I think I, I feel that way. Because um, you don't you don't just pile on with all these cases when a guy's down. Like Tiger Woods, for example. Tiger Woods fucked up because he lied to those women. 
So when they had a chance to get him back, they all piled on. You know what I'm saying? Bill Cosby, these women realized, what's that lawyer name? She's um, Gloria Alred. Yeah, that bitch knows how to hustle. <laughs> Hell so yeah. They jumping bro. on the hustle train. You know what I mean? Um, FaceTime. But um, with those cases, a lot of stuff that went on back then, it doesn't go on like that now. Uh, people always slip people, women, um, what do they call those things? Spanish flies. All that stuff. Yeah, it was the thing to do. That was Those are like those were the old road comics. <laughs> That's how they would get pussy. <laughs> now, like I say, I depend on poverty. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't need Spanish flies. <laughs> I need girls that know how, um, you know, $200 will handle their bills for a month. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, but I, all that with Bill Cosby, some of it is bullshit. That one girl... Um, Dickinson, she really made a fool out of herself by trying to um, put her name in the case. And then they played that Howard Stern stuff. It was bad. And I want to say this about Bill Cosby's lawyer. I love that bitch. (laughs) (laughs) They cannot catch her up. Hell no. Have you ever seen people who are so good, no matter what you say, they've got to come back for it? Yeah, you can't face her. That's that lawyer. She's good. There's a reason why she's working with that one. Yeah, I want to impregnate her. <laughs> I'm a little smart baby. Dad, the reason you didn't come by. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Did you play the Powerball? No, nah, I didn't do that. Shit. I, don't, I don't believe in it. I played it, and then I, I posted a, a, the winning ticket. Like, it was mine. I lied. <laughs> and I got people begging for money. <laughs> this person right here who I don't even know. Yeah. She said, hello, did you win Powerball? Someone sharing a post of your ticket. Congrats. Please share, share. My almost 14 and 8 years old share a one-bedroom in our 700-foot house. We are going crazy, and that's no joke. Was that a woman sent you that? Yeah. And then another I- woman said, and a guy sent me this. I need a loan for a house for my family. Please, please. I always tell women when they beg how they can earn money. You don't have to be poor. You just have to put your pride aside for a while. Let's, let's call this a hustle period, okay? You're going to degrade yourself for two years, and you'll be on your feet. That's what I tell women. You cannot be broke with a vagina. You just cannot be broke. There are too many guys willing to pay. Um, depending on how you look, this is how much you can make. <laughs> There's some bitches that get that shit away for free. That's what I'm Every saying. Day. But sometimes when you're away, you don't have access to those guys. It's like they have Uber. They need neuter or some shit like that. <laughs> a girl that's on deck to come get it. You know, the, the country a wants to. A suitor. Yeah. A suitor. <laughs> Do her. Do her. Do her. <laughs> you know what I mean? The country, Do doesn't, the country doesn't want women to have access to money like that. But if they, there were no laws against that. Do you know how many women would be out here getting money? Like in other countries, it's not illegal to sell your body. You know what I mean? But here, they want to make sure that you never get on your feet. Oh, dude, I had a homie that was in the Navy. He said there was two girls on the ship. These bitches racked up $175,000, dog. And the only reason they got caught because one bitch got pregnant, dog. I'm never shocked. None of that <laughs> stuff shocks me, man. <laughs> I know it, man. Look, I know a girl when the All-Star game was in um, Atlanta. After the weekend was over, she went and bought a new Jag. Cash. Damn. Made so much money. The stripper. She a bad she's a bad bitch. But she made so much money. I was like, damn, I know she wore out. You know what I mean? She had to rub <laughs> cocoa butter on them lips. To keep them from getting blue out. Them lips facing in now, ain't they? 
<laughs> you, you mentioned that on 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 the bit that was so funny. You said that um, a lot of the women that were there at the All Star game, they're gonna price out their pussy. Yeah, because they're professionals the coming in, and they're all professionals huh, who know how to hustle that shit out. There's a lot of girls who, on top of the, their their body, they go to the gym. They look good. Butt implants. Yeah, they're butt flying implants. out to Dubai. Yeah, or or Brazil. Or the Dominican, that's where they do it good. Brazil is number one, but like these girls who get their butt shots done um, in the Motel Six with the um, fix oil, yeah, all that bullshit, man. They look pens oil. They look ridiculous. I mean, like, what did you do to yourself? You look stupid. Fucked yourself up, man. This girl, I I paid her. Power. I said I want to take a picture with you, just because I wanted people to see it. But she knew what I was doing. <laughs> she was so ashamed. I said I'll give you a hundred dollars. If you'll let me just take a picture with you. But you have to turn around so people can see your ass. He would not do it. Because she knows she looked ridiculous. And I, I think I reminded her of how ridiculous she looked. Because she left the floor and she wouldn't come back. But I was like, I'll give you $100 if you just turn around and let me take a picture. <laughs> her ass was destroyed. I don't know what she did. She had real little legs. So that's what made it look worse. <laughs> Yeah, it was like a diaper under the skin. It was bad. I, I was like, you destroyed yourself. You destroyed yourself. What the fuck did you do? Who did your shit? Your daughter? <laughs> it was bad, man. It was bad. Them butt shots. For those, those girls out there getting them butt shots. You need to save your money and get it done right. Fly out to where you got to fly out to. Because, you know, in the U.S., they don't... The, the so-called certified doctors... You know, they're not bold enough out here. All the girls I know who go to Brazil, the Dominican, or I heard there's one guy in Miami who'll do it right. They, 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 it looks together. A lot of these girls, God damn, I'm like, what did you, what? <laughs> it looks bad, huh? Speechless, dog. You, like you press on it and it's just, it's just a little hole on it. Right. <laughs> Take about an hour for that dimple to recover. Huh? Right. It's like you can see the little screws. You know? her, the, her, <laughs> her butt is like Stretch Armstrong. Right. Milk dud booty. <laughs> oh, shit. So you're on Black Jesus? Yeah, Black Jesus. You're a writer or performer? Just a performer. I want to try to write this season because um, I think they will allow me to write because I act a fool on set and the director likes when I act a fool or it's a little tension on set, which can happen to, you know, the director, you'll you'll crack a joke and the director will be like, ha, ha, ha. then the other guy cracks a joke. He's like, no, we don't need that. <laughs> <laughs> so on set, it's like, I feel a little weird. I'm like, Nobody likes me because my jokes work when a director is like, yeah, yeah, Corey, good job. And the next guy cracks a joke, and they'll be like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Read the fucking line or get the fuck out of here. <laughs> How hard was it for them to actually convince someone to do Black Jesus? Well, the network wouldn't promote it. No. That first season, they wouldn't promote it. They were scared because they were getting a lot of letters, um, people threatening this, saying this, even though they hadn't seen the show. But after the first season, when they saw that it wasn't what they thought it was, there were actually some Christian groups groups that were like, hey, we apologize. This show's all right. Because it's really not a, a, a show where we're making a, a fool out of Jesus. You know what I'm saying? It's just that was the title he went with. And the ideas Aaron Magruder had, in my opinion, they were good. But um, 
even my mother was like, why would you do a show like that? I was like, Bob, you haven't seen the show. You haven't even seen Jesus. What you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it is what it is. I'm getting ready to do my DVD, and it's going to be something like that. You guys just filmed it, right? No, I'm getting ready to shoot my DVD okay. in Boston at that Wilbur Theater. Okay, I just uh, seen the, the tweets. Big shout out to the Wilbur Theater, because they didn't charge us to use the theater. Nice. Oh, <laughs> you know, a lot of these places, they were like, oh, you want to shoot a DVD, huh? <laughs> well, uh, you know what I'm saying? These guys, they were like, hey, Corey, you can do your thing. Well, I appreciate them for that. You know what I mean? And, uh, when you're shooting that? On the 29th, Saturday, the 29th of January. There's still tickets yeah. available? I hope so. I hope there's still some tickets left. I, I think we're going to um, sell out both shows. Which, you know, the audience in Boston doesn't see me that much. So it's it's a good place for me to film my DVD. I mean, I go to Boston once a year. They got a run out there. Have you ever done it? I got to tell you about these uh, this run. Um, I forgot who books it, uh, Felipe, but... Uh, uh, you go, you do the Wilbur Theater. Then they got this small club on Friday. It's real small, you know. It's just you just add it on because it's there. And then they got this place out in the Boonies, uh, about two hour ride from Boston. It's this um, Chinese food restaurant, <laughs> and the fucking food is the bomb. <laughs> and most of the town shows up. You know what I mean? There's a lot of places around the country they really don't um, have access to people they see on television. So when you go there, they buy your stuff. If you got merchandise and stuff like that, um, I, I got to find out um, who books that. But I'll definitely give you that information because this is something I know you would like. You have a ball. I mean, it's like you take your homeboy with you. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how much money you make because people, people, people go see it based on who you are. That's how full the place is. But Boston, you'll do good. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of people. You were on Last Comic Stand, yeah. and I was I was so happy when you was on Last Comic Stand. By the way, thank you. Even though I know the politics with that show, so I'm glad you made it through that bullshit. I mean, I know when I was on Last Comic Stand, and it was people thought it was a contest. It's not a contest. It's who's in bed with the producers. That's who wins. <laughs> you know what I mean, so it's like I, I was glad to see you on because that network television notoriety is bigger than you can ever imagine. You know what I'm saying? More people watch that than you than, than you think. Because people walk up to me, especially when like older um, Caucasian people. Yeah, you were on last comic stand. I was like, yeah. yeah. So those people who sit at home in I Iowa, for and, you. yeah, I, I get that from last comic stand. And when and somebody you were yeah. on one night, I thought you dropped you off. I was so mad, but then I saw you next week. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a good way to get publicity, but as far as it go with winning, did you win? I won, yeah. Man, I'm so glad. I'm so my, glad. My baby mama filed for child support. Of course. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and my kids are already grown. Yeah, well, <laughs> that whole child support thing is a mess because my daughter was like 21 and they were still sending me stuff. Yeah, mine too. <laughs> I'm talking about like I was paid up because my, you know, my daughter's mom, she's an old dumb hood bitch. <laughs> So that order she got, she thought she was robbing me. She was like, I don't give a fuck. As long as you get my 250 per month, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah, yeah, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because you, you had, um, I don't know if you went to a bed or you told somebody that you don't want to be famous till after your kids turn 18. Yeah, but that's what, when my daughter turned 18, even more, I mean, it's just it just started pumping up. It's like I told her, God don't, God don't fuck with you. <laughs> God didn't want you to do well. <laughs> 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 I, 
Yeah, man. You know, so yeah, but yeah, that's good. You won that show. I know yeah. they cheated the shit out of when we were on that show. I mean, I already knew John Heffron was going to win because he had to deal with the um, with Ingles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, and you know, they had us sign that paperwork back in the day where we can't say nothing and all that. And plus, I didn't feel like that was all I had going for my career. So I never made a big deal out of it. But it was, it was, it was, um, it was demoralizing the way. They made me act like I was voted out of something like that. You know what I mean? Like you had to go with the script. And I was like, but you didn't give us a copy of the script. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You just want us to do what you want us to do. That's what's so unfair about it. You know what I'm saying? If I'm not going to win, I can live with that. I like the publicity. But for you to act like this guy won and we know that, oh, motherfucker, y'all got to deal with the heifer you know what I'm saying? We all knew Heffron was going to win. And that's no that's no knock to John Heffron. Heffron didn't do anything to me, but um, the way they treated me on Last Comic Standing, I didn't like that shit. So I just want to say to all of the people, um, not all of the people, because um, the two guys who um, who um, helped me get on Last Comic Standing, um, Ross and um, the two guys. The two yeah, guys, Ross two, Mark and the yeah. other guy, Robert. Yeah. Yeah. I got mad respect for them. They helped me out, you know, to get on. But to all those producers that we had to meet and smile with, you know what I'm saying? Fuck you. The Piece lawyers that went you know over your I mean? jokes. And then I got into it with Ant. Ant. They act like I was the bad guy when Ant was the bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Then they had security on the set. I was laughing. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> and they were trying to pin you and Alonzo together, huh? Like you have a rivalries? Well, they tried that shit, but they knew it wasn't going to work because yeah. of... Um, Alonzo's personality and my personality. Alonzo was smart. He didn't say shit because, you know, he, he knew he had talent. That talent, you when you got talent, you know you can fall back on it. So it was hard to pit me and Alonzo against each other. Uh, but I did feel like shit when nobody said nothing, when they saw what happened. They act like we voted on something and I was supposed to perform. They basically made everybody vote where these two guys perform against each other. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Okay, it's me. I got to perform. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I knew it was to get me out. You know what I'm saying? So I just I just couldn't respect that. And then when we were at the um, the thing in Vegas yeah. where we performed, um, one of the guys who were the producers just was bold enough to say, well, we got you and Alonzo. I don't, I don't know if they want two black guys in the house. This <laughs> That's what he said. I was like, you piece of shit. You know what I'm saying? But what could I do? It's their show. But I'm going to always use my voice. You're not going to take my voice away from me. So I'm just saying, fuck you. All you producer motherfuckers on that show, you pieces of <laughs> shit. Kiss my black ass. Now, what Alonzo said when we were all signing our paperwork for the last comic standing, this was before nobody got on, right? It was just 40 of us filling out applications. And Alonzo Bowden walked up to um, Roy, Roy Woods Jr. and Marazzo Vans. And there's other two black comics. No, the only one won you guys, right? Right. <laughs> but that's real. That's how that's how they cast it. Right that's before a- everything, right? Kill their hopes. <laughs> they were all like, we're gonna be in it together, man. Yeah. The year I the the year I was you on was last Jay London, standing, right? Uh yeah, Jay London was on Thank with you. me. Uh the year I was on, um, I saw Lavelle audition and they just ah, bye. Because they didn't know him. He was on there? No, the year he was oh. after, right? 
I was the guy who was connected. Remember, I yeah. was with Robert. We though. spoke the you night before. <laughs> we were in line that one time. And you're like, I'll see you oh, yeah? in the morning. See, I was <laughs> yeah. connected. We were, we were talking to you the night before the audition, but you never mentioned you had an audition. Oh hell no. We were just talking. We were just quiet. They just walked us through. Yeah, I was connected. That's what Hollywood is. It's That's what happened when um when I was when I I was on that show and then like. They, we only held ticket for one more person at the improv. And they glanced the camera right at me for like two seconds. And then, you know who else was right there who didn't get picked when Jake, they got Jay London? Jeff Dunham. Oh, Jeff yeah. Dunham, the puppet guy, was there on, on the line too. And he didn't get picked on it. Fuck, he was not knowing nobody then. But Well, I think what it is, they did, it, it, it was a casting thing. You know what I mean? It's it's all casting with that stuff. This 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 is who we're gonna go with. A lot of those New York comics got screwed. They were uh, angry. Is that one guy Norton? Yeah, Jim Norton. He was supposed to be on with us. He was the guy they picked from New York, but he something else popped up where he had another show. So he was like, "Fuck them." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's a lot of behind the scenes stuff with that last comic standing. But look. It was a, a a great vehicle for me to be seen. I'm not taking that away, but I just didn't like the way I was handled on the show because, man, you can just tell me what's up. You know what I'm saying? Don't have me sitting around here looking stupid, waiting on the day you're going, let's get rid of this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'm supposed to play it off like, oh, I got voted off. And, and they had the audience where they had a camera angles where it looks like it's a full audience. It was just the camera crew and everything. Just clapping like when I got kicked out. Like, Look at this bullshit. I can't respect this. Yeah, they they made us all record our goodbye speech before they were telling people to leave. <laughs> yeah. So nobody would go, fuck that shit, man. Right. This is bullshit. It's demoralizing, man. So, it was, it's, it's, you know how sad it is to record a, a goodbye speech when you haven't left yet? <laughs> well, that means you're going to leave if they got you recording <laughs> goodbye speeches. Mom, but that's good. I'm glad you won, man. Me too. I, I didn't. I never watched it because, like, I boycotted it mentally. But <laughs> I found out you was on there, and I was glad. I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be good um, publicity for him." Because you know, I, ever since you know I, I seen you, we always hit it off. It was always like, "Yeah, what's up, man?" That type of thing. We're both of y'all. So when I see, yeah. I see certain people getting any type of juice in this game, man, it feels good. I'm like, "Oh, good guy winning finally." <laughs> you know what I mean? That's you know what helped too that that you know what helped too when last coming standing like he said. That I was underground for a long time. Like, I never been on nothing but like BET and those little shows. But then when I went mainstream, people go, I remember that motherfucker when he came to Visalia. I remember oh, him yeah. when he came to that little ass town in Corpus Christi. Cause, and I did like every Elks Lodge in the West Coast. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what? When you're in that underground, I call it like college. You're learning. So when you finally do get that 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 opportunity, you're so ready. Because when I got that opportunity, I you was... You were ready, man. Oh, my God. We thought God, you were going to win. I said, this guy has a bunch of jokes. Oh, yeah. Well, last comic standing, yeah, it was. I, I knew they weren't going to let me win. And I couldn't say nothing. And I definitely wasn't bold enough to speak my mind as I would and will now. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm, I'm not mad at anybody. I just felt like it's scandalous the way you... You do the the talent without giving them a copy of the script. Look, you guys are sitting in that back room deciding who you're gonna say go to hell to. You know what I'm saying? When we're comedians who take what we do, you know, seriously, we got a lot of pride in what we do. But you're acting like it's a contest. It's not a contest. They have people calling in voting, and that means nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because when we were in when we were in um, Vegas. 
The worst act was Todd Glass, and he advanced. He was the worst act. Is that the one where Brett Butler got mad and spoke? Yeah. Yeah. He was bad, man. I'm not saying this personally to be, you know, trying to call him out. It's just, dude, you don't even have an act. You know what I'm saying? And you're one of the finalists. It's all connections. You know what I'm saying? Then they tried to put me and him on the road together. Me and Todd Glass. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I, I remember doing shows with him where people, I'm talking about not just black people. I'm talking about white people, you name it. Everybody walking in, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> what the fuck is this guy? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, a guy who's connected. That's what I always say. He's connected. It doesn't have an act. So you got any, you got, you got any um, shows you want to promote in the show coming up next? Coming out this Friday. Well, I'll be in Fort Lauderdale um, this weekend. The um, the Improv? Yeah. Fort Lauderdale Improv, Friday through Sunday. So um, all you guys watching, you come on out, please. You know what I mean? Fort Lauderdale, I always have fun. I, I, people don't know, Miami is the hood. Once you leave the beach, you are in the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> so the hood, City, huh? let's come on out there and drink all the Hennessy they got in uh, <laughs> Fort Lauderdale. You know what I'm saying? What's up, fool? Shout out to Kevin and Amalia Morales, who drove from Des Moines, Iowa, to see us in Kansas City and brought me a vegan cupcake. Thank you. It was good. Amen. Um, <laughs> upcoming show this week, I'll be at Rancho Cordova. First time with at Tommy T's. You know where it is. January 21st through the 24th, Atlanta Punchline. January 28th through the 31st, Del Rio, Texas at Doc Holiday, one night only, February 13th. Los Angeles at Club Nokia, one night only, February 20. Only a few tickets left. All tickets info can be found at FelipeWorld.com slash tour. Don't forget to use our Amazon window. Whenever you purchase anything through our webpage, we get a little cut. Thank you very much. What's up, Corey? Thank you very much for doing our hey, man, show. Thanks for having it was me, man. An honor to have with you. My Hell yeah. late ass. It's all baby. And check out the fifty one fifty show. Yes, That's the fifty one fifty show. The Corey Holcomb radio show. One of, the, one of the funniest things you can ever listen to, man. Hell yeah. All real. He breaks down <laughs> politics, everything. Stacy Dash, whatever you want to know about, he breaks it down, man. Fucking no bars. Coon bitch. Stacey <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Somebody had a meme of her, man. She looked like an ankle. <laughs> 